Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Lee Judges TV. Now, listen, I've been away for a few days, so I haven't been about. And guess what? I've just had some fantastic news. I was meant to be working tomorrow for Bet Victor, um, going into the studio, but because it's too hot, they've given me the day off, and that's very nice of them. Like, so not only had five days off now, it's going into six. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm well happy about that. Like, I hope everybody's staying well, you know, in this heat and everything, like, you know. Um, I know Dan's been in the shade quite often this uh, this week. Like you know, I've been worried about him. I know he was in Clacton yesterday in a shed. I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe I talk a little bit about that as well. But before we do, you know, I do the thing with Bet Victor. Listen, I'm sorry about this, guys, but um, they had George Benson on this week. Like not the singer, the guy from Chelsea. I tell you what, even though he's a Chelsea man, he's a class act. I'll give him that. Get over to Bet Victor. Uh, watch and subscribe and all that jazz. Just take a look what they're saying about Chelsea and then we'll get straight in it about Arsenal yesterday and their 2-0 win against Everton and the transfer window. With, Play it, with Dave. this team, um, you know, Mendy, Delict, Silva, Ake, you've got the full-backs of Chilwell and James, Kante and Kovacic as well, it feels like you need cover there. And obviously up top, Mount, Havertz and Sterling. Tenth. <laughs> I, no, there's, there's absolutely no way. Can you can you genuinely look at that eleven and tell me that that is the tenth best team in the Premier League? You can't. You're surely yeah. not. So who's finishing ahead of them then? You're putting Leicester uh, ahead just, of them as well. Nine, just nine other teams probably. Definitely. Oh, <laughs> I, I just, no, Flav. I, I really, I really don't think you can justify this one. You, you just didn't. Where are you so. going to finish then? At this moment, based on the business we've currently done, I actually think, if I'm being realistic, fifth. Good. I do think we're going to miss out. I'll take that. But I think that we will sign players and then my mind will change. But as of right now, it's been such a difficult start to the window because as much as I've tried to be optimistic, I'm like, until they're actually there, we have got such a shoestring squad now. So, what to do? What happened there? What happened there? Like, <laughs> what happened there? Like, it, it, Dave's doing a lee, like, you know what I mean? Like, just, just going on to that quickly, uh, um, uh, Dan, like, I think that's really relevant to what Arsenal is like, you know. Um, Finn squad, Chelsea, talking about... Can you believe it? Talking about Chelsea as a Finn squad and things like that. But the things that they were saying there, I sort of was relating it to Arsenal. I don't know if you was. And, 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 and until we know this window... And how it finishes, can we really judge? You know what I mean? I think that's that's how, that's how I look at it. Well, listen, I think that was a really good, interesting conversation, that one. Because for a Chelsea fan to sit there, hold their hands up and say, with the business we've done, I think we're fifth. That shocks me, Lee. I can't lie. So who does he think is going to get ahead of him then? Obviously, Man City and Liverpool's a given. Is he putting Liverpool... Uh, is he yeah, putting put Spurs and Spurs, Arsenal. Spurs, Spurs and Arsenal. Arsenal. Is that what yeah. you said? Spurs and yeah. Arsenal. Wow, that's amazing as a Chelsea fan to sit there and believe that. I don't think Chelsea are going to have this full, this free fall like everybody's predicting. I don't think this anticipation of, of Chelsea being uh, down and outs in, in just scraping into Europa League spots is going to happen, mate. I can't lie. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are, Lee. Let's quickly touch on that because I think it's, it's, re it's, it's relative to what we've just been speaking about. Because I look at, excuse me, what the business they've done. Kula Bali's coming in. 
Um, Sterling's been signed. They're going to get another centre forward. They are. They will get another centre forward, Chelsea. They are not going to not replace Lukaku. It would be foolish to keep Havertz up top. So they're going to sign that. They've got Reese James and Chilwell, who are two of their best players at fullback, in my opinion, in terms of their style that they play. Kante's still got a couple of years left in him yet. I know he's on the decline as a footballer, but I still think he's decent. Kovacic and uh, Jorginho and Mount. And obviously, they've still got, in my opinion, some very good players coming through their system. One being Conor Gallagher, one being Brower. Now, if they don't want to use Brower and Conor Gallagher, I think that's madness, personally, because I think two of those players have been Premier League proven and can do what they should be doing at Chelsea, which is be Chelsea footballers. So I don't understand why all of a sudden, with an elite manager in Thomas Tuchel, champions of Europe only last season, that we're going to sit there now and expect them to be scraping into the Europa League and not qualify for the top four. I'm putting them fourth at the moment, the way I see things. What about you, Lee? Oh, I actually said that they would miss out um, because um, I, I, I did, when I'd done the show a couple of weeks ago, I, I did think that Arsenal would make more signings than what they have done. I'm going to be honest. I, I, a couple of weeks ago, I thought um, when we signed Jesus, I honestly thought we would sign two or, two or three players. And, and, and I'm going to be really honest. I'm, um, I'm shocked that we haven't and I, I'm not having a making this a negative thing or whatever like I, I, I look at it and, and I've seen that midfield for, for for a whole of last season it's the same midfield as last season it wasn't good enough last season it wasn't strong enough it wasn't wasn't physically strong enough and it wasn't um, um, experienced enough and when um, Partey and um, Shaka got injured it was a shambles. It was a shambles in January. It was a shambles. Patino come in and um, the Conga. And we struggled then. Nothing's changed. So I, I, I find that amazing that we've not looked and addressed that at this, this moment in time. When we when when and if we address that, then I then I'm I, I would turn around and say that we've 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 done a very, very we, say a good window but I think it would be a, a a very very good window with Sinchenko coming in Jesus Vieira that midfield player whoever it is I'm then looking at it and saying then you know a couple more bits and pieces you know towards the end of the window I think then you know we'd look at it and say it's a good window so yeah so from from that point of view I would though I I just feel that the, the this moment in time we are we are fighting it out with Man United. And I can't believe it. I was talking about this on the stream yesterday. I think it was on the stream yesterday. That Man United are in the same position as us with midfield players and not really strengthening it yet. They're looking to get... They're trying to get the ongoing, trying to get that through. So they're looking at it. It looks like to me that they're trying to address it and Arsenal or not. And uh, so that bodes well for Man United that they are trying to, to, uh, to do it. <clears throat> and we're not. And... and Unless Arsenal are being very, very cagey about it, if they don't make that signing, you know, I, I, I would be very, very disappointed. But you know, I, I do think there are problems with other clubs around there. Manchester United, uh, Chelsea, and, and Arsenal, I think, are going to be battling for that fourth place. Like you know, yeah, um, I share your concerns, and we're going to come into it. 
And what we're going to do is talk a little bit about last night first, and then actually, naturally, <laughs> we'll talk about some of the positions we're still lacking in and what we expect to see happening in the coming weeks. It's only three weeks, Lee, until Crystal Palace. Mm. So we ain't got long left, and we've got a lot to do from what I saw last night in the second half. There's still a lot that's needed. So I want to get your thoughts first of all, mate, um, on last night's performance. Me and you watched it together. Unbelievable yeah. late, unbelievably late night, but it was actually a good laugh. Uh, and it's quite nice and relaxed watching the, doing a watch-along where actually the result don't matter. The last watch-along me and you did together at AFTV was Newcastle Arsenal and my boy it was like chalk and cheese compared to last night mm. in terms of the pressure so first of all I want to say it was actually a really enjoyable night good to see everyone good to be back into the swing of it um, my thoughts before I ask you um, I think there was probably two standout players Jesus and Saliba for me were the two standout players the rest of them I think some look good some look sharp nothing outstanding but some of them Lee definitely need to get out of the football club uh, and very quickly and need to be replaced with some quality. So I want to get your general thoughts on last night's game and then we'll go into some transfer news, mate. Yeah, I, I, I was impressed with the first half, I have to say. Do you know what? I enjoyed the first half. I thought we, we put Everton on the back foot. Now, listen, pre-season, and, and you know, this is what we've gone into the title. It's all a little bit overhyped or, or, or whatever, how you want to see or go, and go on pre-season. I don't really look at it as results. Uh, on pre-season. But what I do look is what um, how we're, we're playing, what we're doing, is there anything different and all that. And I quite enjoyed that first half. We put Evan on the on the back foot. I look at it and think, you know, last week people could turn around and say it was only Nuremberg, but Everton are a Premier League side. It, in pre-season now, it's completely changed now to what it used to be, Dan. You know, we, uh, you'd never play teams in, in um, Premier League. You know, uh, you play teams in the lower leagues and whatever, or maybe a team in Europe. But now you play like uh, Chelsea. We've got Everton, you know, uh, uh, Seville. Sort of some some real good tests coming up, and I quite like that. And I, I thought um, that first half was really really good. The second half, well, well uh, Mikel didn't think of us uh, fans in England because um, you know uh, we, we was going in into the early hours of the morning, and it was like hard to to keep awake, you know. For, but the first half, I thought was very very enjoyable. I never. Do you know when you, I weren't feeling tired about watching that. In the second half, I, I was looking at me watching, thinking, oh, how long ago it wasn't great. And that is the big thing for me. I don't know how everybody else feels about this. Not a criticism. I'm not, I'm not being negative when I say this. Chalk and cheese between the first real squad and then the, the backups. There's too much of a gap, Dan. Dan. It's, it, there's too much of a drop off. I've said it for weeks now. We have got to get. Like the, you know, when we talk about Saliba quickly, like, you know, I'm very, very impressed with him. Now, people will turn around and go, Ben White is under pressure now, like, you know, and, and who's going to play there? Not a lot of difference between them two, Dan, is there? If you played Ben it's White, good, you, it's good. that's, all that's what you want all around the whole team. We haven't got that. We've got it in the two areas. We had it with the goalkeepers last season, um, which, by the way, is going to be a massive drop off to what I've seen now, like, because Ramsdale and then, Turner, there's a big gap there. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, you know, with, with, yeah, with Leno. Great, does it? No, no, with Leno and um, Ramsdale last season, you know, you could, when Ramsdale was injured for a couple of games, you know, Leno come in and was fantastic, you know. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna lose that competition, like you know. But, but I, I, I think maybe Smith Rowe and Martinelli is. There's not much of a gap there. Um, you know, you could even say. Um, uh, on the right hand side with Pepe and, and Saka, there's there's a gap, but it's not uh, overly massive. 
you could actually play um, Smith Rowe on that side there. But realistically, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking one or two areas of the whole team there's um, hasn't really got that competition. You know, El Nenny's come in. There's still a little bit of a the gap smallens, but uh, but other than that, right back, left central defence, left back, wide right. Um, you know, there is a little bit of a gap with Saka and Pepe. I can't think you can argue with that. Centre forward, Jesus and Eddie. There's a there's a gap, what I've seen over the last couple of games. Even though I'm going to say last night, I was very, very impressed with Eddie. And, and, and midfield, you know, there's too many gaps. You know, there's not enough competition. I think that maybe now with Ulegaard and Vieira, that 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 narrows a little bit like, you know. So three three areas. We've got to get that gap and, and uh, up a little bit more. And that, no disrespect to to Rob Holding, you know, there's a massive drop off when he comes into the side, you know. So we've got to up that game, and we've not done that this season. And, and for me, I'm very, very excited about um, uh, Jesus. I'm going to say that now. What I've seen of him, that touch, I watched it again today for that goal. It's world class. Yeah, I don't care who you're playing against. Don't care if it's a friendly preseason or whatever. That's class. Class finish. And what I like about uh, and you know we, the, the title is are we going overboard and that we're not going overboard about it. But what I'm what I'm liking what I'm liking about him is that um, he's scoring goals now, so his confidence is getting bigger and bigger going into the to the first game of the season. He's not going into the first game of the season after three, three, three games and three defeats. He's going in there graduate, the way that you want him to go, want big signings to go in there. You want your midfield player to be going in there like that. I'm really encouraged by, by his performances. I'm really encouraged that we've got him uh, on, on the pre-season tour. I think it bows very, very well for us, Dan. Yeah, and I have to say, I totally agree with everything you're saying in relation to the drop-off to the second team because it wasn't just this game last night for me Lee it was the Nuremberg one as well because oh, you were out there the, it was the other way though wasn't it? it was the first half which was poor because it was the B team playing and then in the second half when we put some of our first team players on we started to look a bit better this time it was the other way around we started with a strong team and then the second team was pretty much players that we either don't want or players that are drop off now I will say to counteract that we have got five or six players that are first-team players that are out at the moment. So Tierney, Tomiyasu, Ramsdale, obviously we're looking like signings in Chenko, which we'll come on to later. Fabio Vieira is going to be in and around the team when he's available. So I look at that and think fair play, you know, because a lot of people were saying, oh, let's calm down. Not of those players aren't going to play. The annoying thing is, Lee, we're playing pre-season and we're getting the players we don't want fit. <laughs> let's try and get the yeah. players we do want fit. So that frustrates me. But I want to go into Jesus because I do think there are some fans, maybe not myself and you, that are hyping this up to be an absolutely genius piece of work. Now, it could be. Let me let me get you right. It could be. He could be an unbelievable signing, and I hope that he is. He's not played every game for Man City, so therefore he's not had the chance to score 20 or 30 goals like some people are predicting this season. But I just don't want fans to get too overhyped because I'm not expecting him to get 30 goals. I've said he'll get 15 this season, right? I've not sat there and said you, you, you're going to get 30 or 40 goals like I'm hearing. But when I look at what I have seen, it's exciting. So I want to get your opinions on why you think Jesus will be a good signing, or if, if you do, because I think you do. And also, do you think maybe there are some fans going proper nuts and over the top about this? Because from what I'm seeing on some of the reactions, it's a bit like, let's just calm down a little bit. This guy's good, but he's not going to be a Thierry Henry, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, listen, 
and, and, and do you know what? I get why all the Arsenal fans are like this, Dan. I get it because we've not had a big signing for so many yeah, years. It's been a while. I mean, do you know what I mean? It's been a while since fans can be excited about a signing. So we we we, we are going to go over the top. And that's because we've been starved of it for so long. So I get that. And I get why people are going over the top of it and all that because it hasn't happened for a while. Now, I I I I believe that he is going to be a good sign for us because I, I, I like what I see. I like his link-up play. What I, what I liked about him yesterday, and whether I'm going over ball or not at this moment in his pre-season, you, you, when you look, you, you're looking to see what he can do and what his improvements are. I like the way he gets the ball, holds it up, lays it off, and then he's hitting the box. What Lacazette did last season, he'd done that, but then couldn't get into the box with a bit of pace or whatever, like, you know, and he's doing it very, very well. And Eddie's doing very well as well by holding it up and coming inside that, you know, and going and doing what he's doing. But what I think with Jesus is he's just going to give us a, just a little bit more um, energy, a little bit more sharpness in and around the box. And, uh, you know, ball comes across there and uh, finishing goals and all like that, like, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I think that... Um, that 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 was very very good. Um, so and I'm, I'm I'm I I am excited by the signing. I've got to say that because for 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 the first time in a long while, he looks like he's going to improve our front three. You know what I mean? Like I, I felt last season we was lacking a little bit. Like I felt we was um, uh, not quite there. You know when you look at when you look at somebody like Abamyang, Abamyang can get into that off the shoulder thing, but he couldn't hold the ball up, couldn't hold it up for Toffee. Jesus looks like he can do both. And I think that, you know, I think also with Jesus, what I'm excited about, Dan, I don't know how you feel about this, is I feel that he has a point to prove. And I think that that point to prove, you know, he may may have won titles and all that like, but he wasn't the main man. And I think now, you know, right, I'm a big club now. I want to, I want to, uh, I want to prove myself as, as the, the main man. And do you know what? I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing for him and it's a good thing for us. So I'm excited by the signing. I like I like yeah. him as a player. I like what he's bringing. I like what he's doing and all that. But I'm not going to go overboard about it at this moment in time. Um, but I can see why fans are. And you know what? Like that, I don't blame Arsenal fans for going overboard about him and all that. Because, you know, as I say, if, if, if you've uh, not eaten for six weeks... Or, you know what I mean? And they put some porridge in front of you. You're going to look at it and go, it's fantastic. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's a good analogy, mate. It's a very good analogy. And I think you're right. I think there are fans out there. I had actually had a conversation, um, which I was going to ask you tonight. I'm going to hold off from it just now, but it does link with that. Um, mate, I'm kind of with you. But what I will say is we'll concentrate on what I think Jesus is going to bring to Arsenal and why I think he's going to be good. Now, when I was asked a question not too long ago from someone, uh, what are the two strikers you want to ask? Because everybody believed we needed two strikers. I still do think we do. I think we need another one. A lot of people are saying, no, Jesus, that's it. Jesus and Eddie is, is done. I think we need another one. Um, the reason I wanted Tammy Abraham and Gabriel Jesus was because I think that they were both hungry to prove a point. And Jesus wants to prove a point because he wants to think, do you know what? You might have bought Haaland, but I still am a good player. And you shouldn't have got rid of me. And I'm going to prove to you why you shouldn't have. Tammy Abraham is going to say, Chelsea got rid of me. I banged in goals for Roma. And I'm going to do it for <coughs> Arsenal and prove to Chelsea why they shouldn't have got rid of me. That's why I wanted them two players. The other thing I like about Gabriel Jesus is his mentality 
and his leadership qualities. Because already you can see people are looking around him. They're liking him. He's connected. He's gelled. He looks like he's played with us for weeks. That means he's obviously got some good mentality and, and leadership qualities. The other thing I like about him is his intensity and his, and his press. And I think that although Lacazette could do that last season, he was just a bit of a lump at times. And I think that that was just completely out of his game now in terms of the lack of his finishing. Sometimes he pressed well. Sometimes he didn't, if I'm honest with you. I think with Gabriel Jesus, he is, as Arteta said in the conference, press conference last night, chaos for defenders. He is. And I think that is going to be massively key when it comes to playing in a style that Mikel Arteta, I think, wants as a number nine, because he hasn't really signed one yet. So that's the kind of positives to Gabriel Jesus' game. But I want to ask you this, Lee, because it's relevant as to what you were just saying about why fans might get excited. People have been told, get excited, get excited by Josh Kroenke. People are now getting excited when we're signing Gabriel Jesus. Who was the last world-class player, in your opinion, that played for Arsenal? Who do you think? Um, that's a good question. I, I, I had this conversation last night as well. Um, and I'll come up with a conclusion. Probably Aubameyang, when we signed Aubameyang, was probably, probably the last one. Um, before that, Sanchez. There you go. So I would have said it was Alexis Sanchez. And that was four years ago now that he left? Five five years since we signed him. When it has it got to be five or maybe even longer than that? Yeah, no, it's longer, it's longer than um, five since we signed him. But what I was meaning was we haven't had somebody for a good five years, was what I was trying yeah, to get yeah. at. And I think yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. people... You can argue, look, you can, yeah. There is an argument for a Bamiyang, you know what I mean? Like, there is. Yeah. No, you're right. And to be fair to you, maybe I was being harsh on Oba, but the way they ended the last couple of seasons... Yeah, yeah. Do you know I, what I mean? I, 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 but, you could say Alexis, that about trenches as well, but... I, I, yeah. I mate, you're right. You know what I mean. Um, but what? what mate, it's been a long time. Point. Is my is my point. So we've had, yeah, we've had at least a few seasons where we and world class is is for me is used way too much. Like I wouldn't even class Alexis Sanchez as world class. If I'm honest with you, if I had class. to pick one though, it would be class. Yeah. But if I had to pick one, I'd say he was probably the closest to world class. So when you look back in history. We are being told that we've got this amazing process and we've had to wait five years even to get a top-class player in at, the, in at the club since Alexis Sanchez. That's a worry for me moving forward because I don't see any top-class players coming in, really, because Jesus is a, good, is a class player. But do you think, wow, like he is going to be, you know, top 10 sort of in the world strikers? No. And that's what my problem is at the moment. We're not at that level now, Arsenal. We're not going to go and sign somebody in the top five in the world. There's no Henri's, Vieira's types coming here. We're not going to go and put in a bid for Lewandowski because Barca are going to get him. We're not going to go and look at even somebody in the, in the class of Ungolo Kante now because they're not going to have the wages to pay somebody like him. So I look at that, and I'm not saying they'll both be great signings, by the way. I'm just giving examples of yeah, what yeah. is world-class in that bracket and what Arsenal are going for. So we might get a great player like Gabriel Jesus, and we'll be happy with that. We might get Tielemans. I'd be happy with that. Paqueta, a lot of people are saying that would be a really good signing. My point is, it's never going to be a top-class, world-class talent because of where we're at right now. And that's why I don't like this process, because of where we've been put, in my opinion, underachieving. I, I agree with that to a certain extent, but I have to I, I have to say that Arsenal never really signed world class players, even through the great time. If you go back to to, to whenever Dan, you know, under Arsene Wenger when we was winning yeah, titles, like, there was never really world class players that come. You know, I mean, uh, potentially world class players coming. You know, what I mean, players that excite. You know, 
and, and this is when I say when you look at players coming in, um, <clears throat> for instance, I'm just going to bring a couple of players off, off off the cuff that come into me. Patrick Vieira excited me. Didn't excite me when we signed him. Didn't name. Excited me after 20 well, minutes against Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. You know, I, I was then excited. Nicholas Anelka was another one. When I actually see him, I thought, wow, exciting. You know, uh, <clears throat> Thierry Henry wasn't a, a, a great signing when he first came, if, if I'll be honest. You know what I mean? He was on the back Fa- of the Anelka Fabregas, one. Van Persie, Sanchez, they all did. though. They all excited me, those three. They, they, they all come through. They, they weren't world-class, but they you get my point. So you go to... The ones that have really been big signings for us, I don't think they've ever really worked for us, Dan. And I'll be, and I, and I mean this like, you know, I'm going back before your time. Arsenal signed Malcolm McDonald when we was in the, the doldrums. He was the the record signing player. He yeah. was great for Arsenal, but he never really hit the heights that he should have done. Charlie Nicholas yeah. was another one. Uh, someone just put Tim's just put in the uh, the chat. You know, Andre Arshavin was was another one that was a big signing for us. You know, so n- not necessarily Jose Antonio that Reyes. That was another one. Reyes. Reyes was you know one. What I, mean? was, I was liked him, but he yeah, was supposed to be the next player. best player in the world. You yeah, know? But it's and he, never and he was when he when he first came into the team. Poor. Do you remember that against Chelsea? Oh, my God, he, he was exciting. He was an, he was an exciting player. Um, uh, you know, perhaps Dennis Burkamp was was, but. When I look at Dennis, I think maybe um, uh, he was having a bit of a tough time at Inter Milan. I tell you another one that was probably you know Mark Overmars was 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 definitely up there. But just come back from a bad injury when we took a bit of a gam- gamble on him. I look at Sol Campbell would probably be one that we brought in. Would be one that we brought in. Um, but if you have a look back at all the great players that we had, Robert Perez. Um, wasn't a, a world-class player when he came to Arsenal. Uh, he was a very, very good player. Uh, Ashley Cole, it all come through the ranks, you know what I mean, of, of it all. Um, Henri was world-class, wasn't world-class when he signed. Um, I tell you what, people like David Suka was another one. Do you remember? Uh, That's a great um, shot. Top he, he scorer was, in the in the World Cup, he, and then we got I him. And he didn't come to Arsenal. So did I. He scored some belters, but he didn't yeah, really he hit the next really, level. Really hit the it, it hit the road. So you know, as you, as your mum just put, Robert Perez. Robert Perez was uh, class act. Was all class, world class, but he wasn't world class or a fault of that until he came to the Arsenal. So yeah. I, no, I, I, I look at that, and, I, and that's that's the point I made. Arsenal never really gone down that road of of going that way, even when we've been with the great, great teams. Freddie Lumber, what a player he was. He wasn't a superstar when he first came to the club. So I, I, I give Arsenal a break on that, like, you know. Um, but I, 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 we've got to start, you know, and it's down on, you know, listen, Arsenal Wenger will have to take a lot of credit for a lot of those well, players. Mark, Mark's just put it in the chat. Wenger turned most of his signings into world-class players. And he did yeah, actually yeah, say, it, didn't he? He quoted it. it, it, it I think it was something along the lines of, we don't sign world-class players, we create them. <laughs> we yeah, make them, yeah. and that's a great, that's so a great I, point. That's yeah. on Arteta now to 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 make that happen. I, I I honestly think that if I'll be really honest about it, you know, when you go back to Sanchez, I, I think he was a very very good player at Barcelona. I think he'd become a better player at Arsenal because the same thing with with Jesus, yeah, he become yeah, the main comparing, man, of, aren't they? They're yeah, comparing become, the two now. The, the main man of Arsenal. Sanchez. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that. I'm 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 holding out on that. I, I, yeah, I, I am I as well. That that. that that Sanchez become here and he engulfed everything with Arsenal and it took him on. And I think like, uh, you know, I mean, that um, that's something that uh, I, I'm hoping that Jesus will do as well. Like, you know, so um, I haven't, we were talking about this last night as well. Like, you know, 
massive, massive season for Lugard this season because he has got to come out of it. You know, he's had a year and a half here now. You know, it's time to perform regularly. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, people criticise, you know, going back about Robert Perez, people criticise him at first when he comes to the club because it took him six months. <gasps> oh, love and behold, six months to, to you know, before he become a the, the superstar. You know, we're giving these players far too much time now. Like Martinelli's had a couple of years now. I want to see Martinelli kicking on this season. Ulegaard definitely has got to kick on this season. Like, you know, uh, Ben White's had a year here now. Got to kick on, I'm, I'm afraid, Dan. You know what I mean? Push on. Tierney's got to push on. You know, uh, <clears throat> these guys have got Martinelli, to... Martinelli. <clears throat> there's, there's a lot of them that have got to They've get got you know, go up, another year of development. And, and that comes down to the coaching staff and Mikel Arteta as well. So it's a real, real big thing for me. You know, great point there from, you know, saying Cazula. Um, you oh, know, what a fantastic, what fantastic player he was. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, it's, it's top quality, mate. And um, I want to come into this just quickly before we go into some of the rumours that uh, are around and, and some of the signings we think are imminent. Um I want to quickly touch on Saliba last night because I thought he was really impressive and what you think it means for Arsenal's centre-back position because I believe it's a really good thing. I don't actually care that Ben White might be now be a little bit um, competitive for that position because, as we said earlier, I want to see that in every position. Um, Erdegaard as well. Like, I, I don't want to be too harsh on this guy because I do think he's a really nice footballer to watch. I need to see some goals and assists from him this coming season, Lee. And... A lot of people say that he was a better signing than Madison. I just don't understand how people can say that. I don't get how that makes any sense. Madison scored 16 goals and got 12 assists, and people are still trying to tell me that Erdegaard was a better signing. I don't get that. So I look at him and say, you need to show everybody yeah. why you are this potential world-class player that everyone keeps talking about, because I do not see how this guy gets so much like love because... He does not, in my opinion, um, turn up when it matters. I really don't see that. And I do see him disappear. And I do see some Mesut Ozil vibes. I don't see Mesut Ozil mentality, thank God. But I do see some Mesut Ozil vibes where on a tough night, he goes missing. And I don't want those players. I'd, I'd be done with those players. So he's going to, for me, get a lot of criticism this season coming if he doesn't start to turn up to games. Because this is what we're supposed to have signed him for. He's supposed to be instrumental in our midfield and creative. And when you've got like three goals and four assists, that don't fill me with joy, Lee. So maybe I'm being harsh, but I think he's got to, he's got to turn up this season, Lee. Yeah, I think that um, you're right on that. Now, I'm a big fan of Ulrich. I think he's a very, very good player. But he's got to start him numbers now that are going to start um, pushing us, pushing us. I feel that, uh, I, I do think with Odegaard, and I think this, he does go missing from the creativity side of it, but he still works hard. He puts a shift in. I think that Arsenal fans and, and fans in general, you know, when they see someone working hard, will give him the benefit. And that's why I think he gets a little bit of a free ride, not free ride, but you know what I mean? Like gets a little bit more leeway because he does work hard and he does put in a shift. I like that. But if you're going to be captain of this football club, You've got to lift up your gut. He's got he's got to go up a level, and I and I mean by going up a level is like as you're saying, getting into double figures. He has to get into double figures in his position. He has to get minimum ten goals, not four. Think Jesus not... will help that Lee because I do. Yeah, I, I do. Jesus, I, I, do. Yeah. I, I think that. I think that. Yeah, I do think that that will will will, will help. I think that it, it breaks down a little bit more. Like you know what I mean. So um, I do think that that will help. Um, 
because you know there is this thing now creative that you, you know, will help and all that like you know but also i think getting into areas and little pockets might be a few free kicks for him and all that like but i'm i i'm, I'm at the the set now is that if you're the, playing in that position which is a pivotal part of how you play and what Mikel wants to do and everything like that he has to deliver 10 goals has to deliver 10 goals if he doesn't then you've got to be looking at maybe Vieira coming in and doing whatever like that. But obviously, I think that maybe Mikel's looking at that and going, putting a little bit of pressure on him with it, with that, like, you know, uh, and, and 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 that is what he can do. He's no Frank Lampard, Chris. I know he's no Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard used to get 20 goals. So I'm not pushing him to get like uh, uh, at that. But I think at that level and that and that position that you play, which is a nice little free roll. Not free roll, but you know what I mean, Dan. It's the best position to play on the football mm. field, I think. Free roll. You know what I mean? In the football side. <laughs> you've, yeah, you've, you've got you've got to you've got to produce from there. Uh, and so I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I am with you on this one. It, it is a massive, massive season for him. Do I think that he will do? Yes. If you if, if I had money on it, I'm going to say it now. I'm backing. I'm backing on the goal. Yeah, you did I, say. I, you did say you think he'll be the most excited player and the most improved player. So I hope you're right, man. Because yeah. I like I like him to watch. I think he's a beautiful player to watch at times. I just do do question where the goals are going to come in midfield, and he's the one I'm looking at. Because Chaka don't score, Party don't score, Lekonga don't score, Elneny don't score. It's going to have to be Erdegaard next season for me. Uh, let's quickly touch on Saliba, mate. Um, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was exceptional last night, Lee. I really did. And I know that people will say, "Oh, it's only a friendly," but this was against a really good centre forward um, that people are are saying, um, you know, uh, in Dominic Calvert Lewin. Uh, I do feel that he has all the attributes and the stature to be a fantastic centre-half. And I know people like to hype up, but actually the reason I'm hyping this one up a little bit more than others is because I've seen enough evidence to suggest that there is a hell of a player in here. At 21 years old, France international, player of the year three times out of three for France in the last three seasons, tells me everything I want to know about a potential player that we need to try and keep hold of and play in, in, in a teammate. With you. Do you know... You can criticise Everton as much as you like last night. What was the one thing that we was all saying that they were? Aggressive. Physical and aggressive. Yeah. Physical. You know, put it about last night, didn't they? You know what I mean? Like, steps didn't... You wouldn't question his physicality. Now, I remember... I'll, and I'm not being... I'm not having a go at Ben White when, when was this. But Ben White had a, 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 an awful time against Brentford in that first game, physicality-wise. And people then turned around and were a little bit wary of that. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you couldn't be about that with Salibia. So you just looked at that with a lot of confidence going, I'll tell you what, that's what we need. I like big song central defenders. You know, when I played, played, played football, you know, you're standing in a tunnel and you've got a big six-foot-four guy next to you who's your centre-half. You know he's going to win your most headers. May not be the greatest footballer in the world, but when it comes out, he's going to win the most headers, he's going to get in the tackles and you're going to pick up the pieces from it. That's that, that, that I quite like that. On top of that, you know, you look at somebody like um, uh, Ben White and, and, and also so they, they can play. I, I was very interested to see what he could do yesterday on the ball. Very, very comfortable for a big fella on the ball. Got the ball down, played well. I like him what I see of him yesterday. It's what I would say is a good start for him to on a base, you know what I mean? Like I didn't see him being lost out of it and all that. Now this could be a masterstroke from the club if they give him those two, three years 
loaned him out instead of been sitting on the bench and whatever, like, you know, he's been getting game time, getting this and getting that, getting experience. He comes to us now in a much better shape than when he was a teenager with no experience. So I think, it, you know, this, this for me, you know, Ben White has got a real, real difficult uh, job on his hand to get into this team on a regular basis. And I'm going to say this now, maybe Arsenal go with a back three, Dan. Maybe. I've seen in the last two games, they've played a back three at, uh, in the second half or on one half, whatever, I don't know. But I've seen them playing a big back three. So let's see um, <clears throat> what can happen there. Um, but I'm liking what I'm seeing on that. Yes, I agree that we ain't going to have a yardstick on Everton but or, or, or Nuremberg. But somewhere along the line, you've got to have uh, a, a, a games and to say, like, well, this is where we are and whatever. This is what pre-season's for, to judge, to have a look, to, to analyse, you know. What I see yesterday, I was very, very impressed with. Yeah, I have to agree. And for me, it's his distribution and passing that really, really shone through for me, Saliba. I think he's very comfortable on the ball, very good passer of the football. I think he's definitely got the stature on all the physical presence to be a good centre-half. Six foot four, brilliant in the air, good tackler, looks to stand up, looks to have good positioning. For a 21-year-old, I'm looking at this player thinking, OK, yeah, I can see the hype now. I understand why people thought you were going to be great at 18 years old because you've proved to me already from what I've seen in France and now for the first few games for Arsenal that you've definitely got the attributes there and I hope that it continues. You're going to see mistakes because he's 21. But actually, I think from what I've seen, um, it, it's enough to, to excite me that he's going to be a good centre-half. Um, someone's made a good point in the chat earlier about Ben White being bullied by Ivan Tony, Callum Wilson... And Ollie Watkins, he doesn't think that would happen with Saliba. I certainly no. think he's be he's better rarely than Ben White. Ben White does not have great great ability in the air from what I can see. So I think this will be an interesting position. I do agree with you, Lee. Back three is an option. And the reason I think back three is an option is because I would probably look at it as an option against the likes of Liverpool and City. Yes. Sometimes we need to shut up shop. You know, go to Anfield, go to the Etihad, play Saliba in there, Tommy Asu and Tierney on the on the full backs with those three at the back. Um, and I think we make it hard for any team then. So I think that's a good option. And you're, it's interesting, wasn't it, last night to see that formation come into play in the Nuremberg yeah. game, I believe it did as well. So I think yeah. that for me is a great option. Yeah, I, I do. And I think it's something that we may do. Um, and and I, I don't see us playing that against some, uh, some teams. But I think that, that yeah, um, a bit of flexibility to our team as well. Like, you know, we can go to Liverpool, we can go to... to um, Manchester City, we go to Tottenham, those sort of places. Manchester United defend, defend well, and it seems on the break, you know. Like so, I, I think that it's an option for us and a, and, a, and a good option. But for me, Saliba, you know, look, going back to you know, I was reading today. Um, ben White hasn't played a game yet. Doesn't look like he's going to be playing uh, in America. I think he's just going to be training. Don't look like he's going to be playing. Um, the, the same with Tommy Asu. The same with Kieran Tierney. You know, what I mean, these players are like. Uh, are not going to be fit, you know. I'm not going to have too much. The one that worried me was Fabio Vieira. He's got a bone problem. So I, I something wrong with his butt. Like, yeah. I mean, we've signed someone who's got. He's been in a boot since we've signed him. That's a worry. Well, man. you know exactly. So like, um, this this is a big worry for me. Like, you know, so uh, um, you know, there's 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 plenty of things for us to to work on. You know, so like, listen, look, you know, if Ben White hasn't played a pre-season game. 
you know, then Saliba plays against Crystal Palace, and and it, it, you know, then then Ben White's in trouble as far as I'm concerned because I think that Saliba could nail down a position by the time he gets back into the team. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited. But let's just get this straight. Um, people are trying to say, oh, it's a signing. He's not. He's been at this club for three years. I'm not having him down. And, and Emery signed him for goodness' sake. It's oh, a great, yeah. it's a great transfer window because we got Saliba. But no, Saliba's been there all the time. It doesn't count, right? Let's get that safely and firmly down. He is an Arsenal player. It doesn't count, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he will be a very, very good addition to the squad this season and hopefully the team. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. Um, let's touch on some of these transfer rumours, mate. One of them is obvious, the imminent signing, we believe, of Zinchenko. I want to get your opinion, not just on the player, Lee, but where you think he's going to play. And this, for me, is a massively interesting one, mate, because I believe we may have our centre midfielder, and that worries me. The reason it worries me is because I still feel that we need more in that position. Now, I like Zinchenko. I really like him as a player. I think he's got all the right attributes. He's definitely good enough mentally. He's a winner. He's got four Premier Leagues. He can play left-back, defensive mid, from what I hear, and left-centre mid. So that's definitely a versatile player right there. But I feel like we might need a, a backup to Thomas Party still. And I do like the rumours of Tielemans and Paqueta. So... Are you looking at Arsenal to say, job done, we've got our midfield and look at other areas? Or are you still hoping for some more players in that area of the team, mate? Well, I, 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 no, I think that it'd it be a brilliant um, assessment to see where we are. Because if, if Arsenal think that that's enough, then we, we know that we're, they've not got the ambition to try and get into the... First and foremost, to get into the top four and win the league or, or even win the league. You know what I mean? If you want to be challenging for... I'm not saying I'm going to challenge for the league, but you know what I mean? But pushing up there, you've got to write... You know, you've got to get a midfield in there. I, I'm happy with Shinchenko coming in. Um, and, and for me, plays at left-back because Kieran Sin is not going to be ready for the beginning of the season. It's not going to be. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, and, and I don't care what anybody says. You, you know... Kieran Tierney does not last a season. So for me, this is what um, um, uh, he'll come in and he'll do the business. And uh, I, 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 I'll be very, very disappointed if uh, if it, it were. I think there'd be an, Shinchenko would be one, and there'd be another. I think there'd be one more a midfield player. I really strongly. And do you think that midfielder will be more of a Thomas Party backup or like a Tielemans to play? I think like Tielemans or, or, or someone like that, or the or the or, you know they, they get someone in midfield. We need to improve that midfield. I don't care what anybody says. Partey will not stay fit. He's been here at three. Is it two and a half years or two years now? Hasn't played more than five or six games. Never got to ten games consecutive, like you know. Uh, and I don't, and I mean that um, sincerely. Even if he doesn't play Europa League, forget about that. Ten league games on the spin, he will not do. So we need to get somebody in there to to to, to go in there. Now I, I look at that, and, and I'm, I'm, the Shinchenko one pleases me because all of a sudden now I'm not going to be worried about Tierney whether he's playing or not. Then. You know, uh, listen, I'll tell you about Tierney, and, and, and I don't care what anybody says. Um, he, he, he done 30 minutes last week and then come off, right? And I had to be on, on, on the group chat saying, don't worry about it. He's, he's doing some extra work now and all that. This was planned and all that. Because people were going, oh, he's injured again, he's injured again. Too many. If he goes down, everybody's worried. Why? 
because they know what he's like, you know what I mean? Because, oh, no, he's going to be out for a while and that's going to make us... And, and I think what's important, Lee, just quickly, I think what's important is when they say, oh, no, the reason we say, oh, no, is because he's a top-quality player. Yes! And I know you think, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I think I'm, totally I'm, I'm biased and I love him and I do love him. I no, no, quality, I agree. But I think he's totally quality. Agree. Totally agree. And that's why, you know what I mean? Like, he, 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 you know, I think he's a great defender, but I'm, but unfortunately, he's never, never fit enough. It was a problem when he first came to the team, Dan. Like, you know what I mean? I remember a Celtic fan saying to me, like, you've got one hell of a player there if he stays fit. Um, and, and, and that's it with it. I'm not saying I've lost my patience because I really, really like him, like, you know what I mean? So I I, I, I believe, um, you know, that that's it there. Listen, you know, someone said that, you know, what, what Paul Merson told me, I haven't worked back to signings. Edu said it the other week. He said that there will be signings. Don't don't worry. Um, you will be excited. Um and a couple of them. Sinchenko um, does excite me a little bit. But I'll tell you what, if we were to get a midfield player, I don't care who it is. I just want to see uh, an upgrade on what we've got at this moment. And if it is, then, do you know what, Dan, I will be excited about that if we got, like, if we got Sinchenko, Sinchenko, whatever his bloody name is, and then, like, um, we get, um, say, like, Tillemans, I am going to be, I'm going to sit here and go, do you know what, I'm happy with that transfer window. Now it's over to the players and to you, Mikel, to do it, do the business because that is a good enough to get us somewhere. Maybe a little bit of uh, moving around players over, um, you know, like maybe like getting a couple of players out and whatever, like you know, what I mean, Chinchenko, right? Got it, right? No, <laughs> no it's not. So, Dave, uh, Dave, Dave is mucking around. It's Zinchenko. Zinchenko, <laughs> right? You know what I mean, Zinchenko. I quite like, but if we can get Zinchenko, Tillemans, we may may be at the end of the window. Maybe swap Pepe for somebody else, or, or you know, you know what I'm saying. Just like you know, Maitland Niles goes, and we bring in a, like all of those things like that. Then then I'm happy. But what I really want going into that first game against Crystal Palace, I do want another midfield player and Zinchenko yeah. in that squad. And I think you're, I think you're absolutely fair, mate, to say that. And um, I do feel like there's a lot to do. I still feel there's a lot of outgoings. I still feel there's a few players there last night that we just need to get rid of. I expect to see the following leave Leno. I expect to see Bellerin leave. I expect to see Pablo Marie leave. I expect to see Lucas Torreira leave. I expect something to happen with Maitland Niles, and I expect something to happen with Nicolas Pepe. That might mean there's some other youngsters as well. We might see Reese Nelson go out on loan again, Balogun go out on loan again. But actually, yeah. when you look at the first sort of 14 or 15 players there with our new signings, I think that that, that is still quite short. So there's still definitely four or five players I think we need. And I have my doubts that we're going to get that four or five players. I just want to touch quickly, Lee, before we go to Super Chats on um, Leroy Sane. There's a lot of rumours that we're interested in Leroy Sane. Now, it's fine because <laughs> I would love to be interested in him. I think there's a lot of teams that would be interested in him. Whether he's going to leave or not is different. Now, what I will say is that from all the rumours you heard about Mikel Arteta at Man City, and I'm going back three, four years now, that was the one player, along with Raheem Sterling, that apparently Mikel Arteta improved greatly. So there's a massive connection and a relationship already built there between Mikel Arteta and Leroy Sane. Now, I've not heard any rumours about him wanting to leave Bayern Munich, and I'd be really amazed if he did leave. Now, there's no point in me asking the question, do you think that would be a good signing? Because it would be more than a good signing. It would be a great signing. This player is wicked. But do you realistically see this one happening, Lee? Um, maybe towards the end of the window, something like that. I think that... Um... 
you look at someone like Sane, if you'd be honest about it, they've got Gnabry. Now they've got uh, Mane there. Um, maybe he's not going to play as much as he would like to. I don't know. Um, he struggled since going to Bayern Munich as well. Like, you know I mean, it hasn't quite happened for him. But that doesn't mean to say it's a, a wrong move for Art, for him to go to Arsenal. You know, I mean, Thierry Henry didn't work for him at um, uh, Juventus, but look what happened there. So, um, he's, at, he's got Premier League experience. I, one thing that puts me off him a little bit is that he got that bad knee injury and he's never been quite the same from that light. Um, so, when you're paying £60 million for a player like that, I, I, I'm, I'm not all in for that, really. Like, £35, £40 maybe, like, you know. But... Um, We'll have to wait and see. Um, but I, I think there could be some some legs in it. I do feel we're getting this little bit, oh, because he's played under with, with Mikel Arteta, there's that connection and all that. Like, but listen, Arsenal want a wide player. They, they've made that clear, haven't they? Like, and they're prepared to spend 50 million or 45 million, according to Tom, um, for him, like 45 million and one pound, I think, I believe. But anyway, like, you know, um, they was prepared to spend that money on it. So they are looking. So um, we'll have to wait and see, like you know. I I I think maybe um, if the price is right, maybe. Yeah, fair play, man. Um, I I don't see it happening. I can't lie. Um, big up tapping Tobes. Tobes is in the chat. He says Sane isn't coming, lads. Let's be real. He wants Champions League football. Uh, Gnabry loves your club and still didn't entertain a move to you and decided to resign. He'd be epic for you, though, and well worth it. Um, big up Tobes. Uh, if you haven't done so already, go over to Tapping Tobes, smash a subscribe on his stuff. Great, great guy. Um, I must say, Lee, I, I kind of with him. I don't see this one happening. We're not in the Champions League. The only thing that would be is that he wants to come and try a new challenge and, and buy into this project like apparently Jesus and some of the others have. I just don't see it happening, Lee. I really don't. So I think yeah, well, we have to kind of... Go I, I, and if you don't want to, then see you later. I'm not, I don't want players like that. I keep saying... I don't want players, oh, I want to play Champions League football. I want to look, I, that is why I like Jesus. I can't even say his name right now, Jesus. I, I, I'm excited about Jesus because not only I think he's a good player, that he wanted to come to Arsenal because it's Arsenal and he wanted to play for Arsenal. Now, he had offers to go to Champions League football, didn't want to entertain them. So I'm pleased with that. So let's just... I, I, that, that's the sort of players that I want to embrace. You know what I mean? That's why I'm quite... Yeah excited about him coming you know what i mean like so we'll wait and see what what, what comes and if if sani comes I'll, I'll be excited about that because you know what he isn't coming because of um he isn't coming because of champions league football he's coming because he wants to play and perform and do well for arsenal i'll take those players all day long all day long i don't argue with robbie about when i said about rafinha i said I didn't want rafinha he wants to go barcelona don't want him don't want him. Didn't want to entertain it in the first place. I want players that want to come to Arsenal Football Club. And that's the end of it. And if it, if it's got... They say, oh, I want Champions League football. Go and get that wherever. And I'll tell you that. You can go to Spurs. You're only guaranteed it for a season. Because you don't know what's going to happen next season. You don't know what's going to happen with Chelsea at the moment. The only two teams you're going to get Champions League football guaranteed for at the moment is Liverpool and uh, Manchester City. And when Met, uh, Liverpool lost a few players last se last season, they only just got into Champions League the year before last. So if you want to go Champions League and you're guaranteed, go and play in Spain, go and play in France, 
with PSG where you're guaranteed it week in, week out, a year in, year out. In the English Premier League, you're not guaranteed of Champions League football. That is a fact. Fair play. Fair play. Uh, last few minutes, guys, we're going to bring in some super chats. Uh, so we'll bring up the first one now. First one of the night. Ah, oh, legend. He's back with his Big Mac fundly. Um, he says, uh, McDowell's Human Resources Department. Love it. Uh, five for the Big Mac fund, he says. My concern is that we will see goal output from Eddie and Ketia to compliment Jesus. I feel like a target man may be needed. What's your honest thoughts on this, Lee? Because me and Robbie last night agreed and said that we do need a target man still. Mm. A number nine, somebody of a different profile. To look. Remember when we had Giroud and we obviously used him as our first choice, but he was yeah. a different dimension centre forward. I still feel there's a need for that at Arsenal, mate. Yeah, I, I agree. And like, listen, we went into last season, this time last season, with no European football, with four strikers. We're going into this season with European football, more games with two strikers because Balligan is going to be out on loan as soon as he comes back from America, or so we're being told. So I, I, I think that we do need someone there. Like now, yes, Martinelli can go down the line, go down the middle and play that role. Um, but ultimately, I, 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 he's a little bit like Jesus, a little bit like Eddie, and we want someone that's going to be completely different. So, yeah, I don't think you're going to be spending 50, 60 million pounds on that player. Maybe getting in someone for 10, 15, you know, that's coming to the end of their career, like in their 30s, maybe that, 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 that can come in there and, and, and is going to get a certain amount of games and, and, and that. But that is what I, um, what I think maybe. We, we, we certainly need someone like that um, and, and because there's going to be times when the game's not going, going well for you. You can just say, oh, oh, I know it's old school and all that, lump it in the box, see what happens. But sometimes that gets you a goal, Dan, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so, yeah, listen, it happened with Giroud many a times, you know what I mean? You put the cross in. I remember that goal against uh, Leicester in the last couple of minutes. You remember we went 4-3 on a Friday night? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, that's, that's what it wants to be. So, um, that, that, so look, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But I don't think it's a priority. Well... I would love to see it. I still feel we need one. I don't know who's going to be coming in realistically because unless we spend a lot of money, I can't see somebody coming through the door. A lot of people are saying that we might need to go for somebody like Ivan Tony. I don't know that we'd go for him. Um, the players that I'd want are all going to be too much. Um, yeah. So I like Ivan Tony, by the way. Yeah, I, I like I like Ivan Tony. I can't lie, but um, I, I'm not so sure that we'll go for him. Uh, Undisputed Boxing has said without a striker who scored, how could he last season? I imagine that's in regards to Erdogan trying to be creative. That's why Lee, I think he, I, we're both saying, aren't we, that Erdogan has a big season now that he has yeah, a striker yeah, in front of him, yeah. and obviously Saka. Are not there for him, are they? I agree, and Saka and, and all of the others are uh, are obviously going to be developed in for another season as well. Um, so fair play, thanks for your super chat. Next one up is Smoky Settings. It says, are you with Mr. Lee Gunner's views on Arsenal boys? Uh, I think we'll both have a say on this. I, I do believe, personally, that a lot of what Lee Gunner says is absolute facts. I think he speaks facts, he demands the best of Arsenal and he wants what's best for the club and that's to be going for titles and major honours again. <clears throat> I think he's fair to say, and I've t spoken to him, and I know you have, Lee, that sometimes he goes about things the wrong way, but yeah. he says it how it is, in my opinion. And I think that when people come for him and start saying that he's toxic and out of order to the club, actually what he's trying to do is demand the best. And I get it sometimes. I get, oh, you and Lee Gunner this, you and Lee Gunner that. Actually, we're quite different. There's a lot of our opinions that are different, but a lot of them 
are very similar. He goes to, uh, you know, I go a lot more for the ownership than he does. He doesn't really see the ownership as a problem because they spend loads of money. I, I disagree with that. And I also believe the first 11 is better than he thinks. He's, there are a lot of players he doesn't actually rate in the first 11. So there's a lot of differences between me and Lee Gunnar. But when I look at it, what he does, I've got nothing wrong with, with anything that he says. I think he demands the best for the club. So what's your thoughts, judges? Listen, he's got an opinion and it's a very, very brutal one at times. And sometimes I agree with him. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I, I have to say I, 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 that he doesn't go about it in the right way. But he, listen, that ain't going to get him the views that he gets. He's a very, very I'm going to say this now about Lee. I, whether you love him or you don't, he's very, very clever in my book. You know what I mean? Like what he does, he, he, he gets he, he gets the fan base opinionated. He gets the he gets traction from it. And, you know, so I ain't got no problems with, with, with Lee. You know what I mean? Like, and this is what I don't understand. Like, you know, because I don't agree with some of the things that Lee does, I don't mean to say I'm going to hate what he says and what, uh, whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I don't agree with uh, every, you know, my own mates at times. We're, and that, you know what, that's what football, we go on a train, we go on the, and we'll argue about, you know, whether it be Mikel Arteta this and, uh, you know, some think he's great and some don't. And we, we have an we don't have an argument. It's a discussion about it and all that. And that's what makes it, it healthy, you know. Um, but, you know, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting the best for your club. 100%. 100%. I'm exactly the same. I, I demand the best and people think that's wrong and it's toxic if you do that. I don't get that. I think if you're playing elite sport, the aim is to win. And Lee Gunnar is very, very similar in that in that opinion to me. Mm. So um, that's what I would say on that. Uh, next one is uh, Super Chat from Hey, 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 uh, double zero, double one. It says, hello, gents. Uh, with all the transfers done so far, can both of you give us your current top six prediction? Thank you from New York. Big up Ooh. yourself. Um, I'll go first, Lee. Um, as it stands all the transfers now. transfers done so far. So as things stand... I'm going to go with this as a top six. First, the winners of the Premier League, Man City. Second, Liverpool. Third, Spurs. Fourth, Chelsea. Fifth, Man United. Sixth, Arsenal. That's what I'll go. Go for it. As, it. as it currently stands now, I agree with everything there, but I'll swap Arsenal with Man United because Manchester United, at this moment in time, are like us that have not Address their midfield issues. Their midfield is as poor as ours, and I'm, I'm and I mean the front two, not no, sorry the, the two, not not the Fernandes and the Udegaard role, that the two that are in there. They've got Tommy, they've got McTominay and Fred. We've got Shaka and um, Partey. That needs Fair to be play. improved. Both of them need to improve, but I just think Anne's slightly better than theirs at the moment. So that is the only reason I'll go. But as it currently stands at the moment, that can all change. Let's get that completely and utterly right. If Arsenal bring in a midfield player, I, I am putting Arsenal in the top four. Fair play, man. Fair play. Yeah. There's a lot of people in the chat saying, yeah, spot on. No, disagree. Oh, we think fifth, sixth. Oh, no way. We're just too negative. Have faith. This is what it asks to opinion fan bases. As we were just saying, it's all very, very different. But we can all get on, people. Uh, this one comes in from, uh, am I going to say this right? 
Goran Talis. We'll take that. Uh, we're always told it's just pre-season, he says. If we lose, but those same people are now lauding Jesus for scoring against Everton, who was 16th last year. Listen, I do understand what you're saying, Lee. We do have to be realistic and understand that Everton are a poor, poor outfit at the moment. But at the same time, we can only beat who's in front of us. And I've been impressed with some of the play over pre-season from certain individuals. Saliba being one of them, Jesus being another. And of course, there's been some bits and pieces that we've seen in between. So I do think there is a part of it to be realistic. But at the end of the day, if you're winning games of football, then you have to be a little bit positive, at least, don't you, Lee? Yeah, it's a great super chat because I, I, I've had conversations with people. When we was losing to Nuremberg, don't worry, it's only pre-season. And then the same people are putting yeah. the chat, oh, Jesus is brilliant and this is this and that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like so, you know, you can you can flip it, flip it, or flip flop or whatever to the way that it suits you. Put the coin to whatever side suits you at this moment in time. If you want to go down the route of it being like, yeah, you want to be excited because what you're seeing in pre-season, you can. If if you want to go down the other route, you can. At the moment, I I don't look at results and everything like on on pre. What I look on pre-season, I always have done is like to see what how, how the team's going and how it's going. Last season, I did stress out in, in pre-season because I see what was coming. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, we wasn't ready for the beginning of the season. You could tell that we was not ready for the beginning of the season. I feel that this moment in time, we're still not ready for the beginning of the season because defensively, we've got players missing and all that. So that needs to be addressed in the next week, week or so. So if we do get in Chinchenko and he plays, then we've got Saliba... Um, Gabriel and hopefully Tommy Asu, that ain't a bad back four. I agree. Guys, we're going to leave it there. Uh, Lee, that's absolutely flown by, mate. That's an hour of chat and it's gone Gee, that's like unbelievable, about 20 minutes. Like, unbelievable. But unbelievable. Um, massive interaction in the chat. There was over like nearly 1,300 people watching at wow. one stage. Amazing thank stuff. Thank you very much. Um, Cheers, thank guys. you all so much. You guys are mad. If you could smash a like and a subscribe on this video, that would be amazing. And support the content. Come and follow myself and Lee Judges on all socials. That would be amazing. Love to interact with you, Gooners, and see how things are for you guys at the moment. Um, are you excited? Are are you not happy? Are you okay with business? Are you calm? Are you getting worried? Uh, let us know, man. We're going to be back for regular content, probably if we can, daily over the next coming weeks because we believe that the transfer window, as you all, fingers crossed, are hoping, uh, will hot up. So we're going to try and provide as much content as we can. If it's not daily, it will be every other day because me and Lee do have lives. Um, but we are busy people, but we will try and provide content because you guys are just mad coming back for us all the time. So absolutely love uh, the fact that you're enjoying it. Love the entertainment and interaction in the chat and the difference of opinions um we're going to be back very very soon guys if you can do me one more favor you can flip over and support my new channel i'd absolutely love you i'm on the road for 3k in my first month so i'm really really humbled by that and if you can come and smash um another subscribe on my channel that would be amazing if you head over to uh football's 12th man podcast on youtube in the banner below i'd be much appreciated of you guys that would be amazing you're going to see a lot more premier league content not just arsenal but also you'll recognize quite a few influencers over there as well so if you come and do that, that would be amazing. Um, guys, we're going to leave it there. Until we're tomorrow, we're out of here and up the Arsenal. Take care, guys.